0: Okay, so you're probably very confused about what you just listened to, but let me explain. I want to start using intro music to start off each episode, but I didn't have a particular song in mind to use, so I thought why not turn it into a fun little game where each episode I choose a different player's walk-up song to play at the beginning of the episode and have you guys try to guess whose walk-up song it is. Now I can't guarantee that the walk-up songs are going to be 100% accurate, I'm just going off of what Google says they are. So sorry in advance if I get someone's wrong or if I play it at the wrong time. I'm just going to work with what I got on Google. So now that I've explained what that audio clip in the beginning was, I'll play it again for you guys, get your guesses ready, try to figure out whose walk-up song this is. Here we go. All right, now that you've heard it a second time get your guesses think about it whose welcome song do you think it is i'm gonna give you some hints too don't worry okay the first hint i can give you is that they are on my fantasy team and they were the first pick of my fantasy team now before you start guessing mike trout ronald acuna jr garrett cole let me just tell you that my first pick i definitely went with my heart instead of my head when i chose this person But even that being said, they're still a top 10 player in the game. I feel like that was a pretty big hint. Probably the biggest hint I can give without completely giving it away. Here's one more if you don't have it yet. This person hit a walk-off home run for the cycle on Father's Day. If you don't know it now, you just aren't gonna figure it out. Nolan Arenado, that was his walk-up song. I feel like that was very predictable of me. The first time doing this new walk-up song segment, I go with my favorite player, of course. So now that we started off with that fun game, hopefully you guys enjoyed that by the way, let me know. Now let's dive into my whole fantasy team. I'm gonna break down my thought process going into the draft. I'll discuss my strengths and weaknesses with my team and how I'm doing so far. Cause at this point, I believe it's week four. Yes, it's week four. So I'll tell you how I've done up until this point, what changes I've made. Let's just dive on in. There's a lot to cover. If I remembered the order I drafted everyone in, I would go in that order, breaking down why I chose that player when I did. But I don't remember exactly, so I'm going to do my best to guess when I drafted each player. I think I have a decent idea. So let's go ahead and start with who I know for a fact was my number one pick, number two overall, and everyone's going to hate on me for that, Nolan Arenado. So I had the number two pick, Mike Trout went number one, and I, for the number two pick, I had a lot of options, a lot of different ways I could have gone I think the most obvious choice would have probably been Ronald Acuna Jr. or Christian Jelic, which luckily, so far neither of them have had amazing seasons, so I'm not completely missing out by not choosing them. But Nolan Arenado isn't, he's not a bad pick to take number two. When most people take him number two, absolutely not. Should I have taken him number two? Probably not, but I did anyway, because the idea of him being on another team made me really upset. Now, unfortunately, he hasn't really got off to a hot start either this year. But he'll figure it out. Everyone knows he's a great player. And luckily, the rest of my team has kind of been making up for his lack of performance. There just wasn't enough risk for me not to take him. And it was too risky to wait another round because he would have been gone by then. So I took Nolan number one. Probably shouldn't have done it. It's fine. Let's move on. Okay, my number two pick, I can't exactly remember. But I know it was either Walker Buehler or Freddie Freeman. I don't know which one, so we'll just talk about both. The reason I took Freddie Freeman so high was because he's the best first baseman in the game. Basically, my goal going into the draft was to get the best player at each position. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen because everyone else is also trying to get the best players at each position. But I think I did pretty good. Once you hear the rest of my team, I think I did pretty good. So Freddie Freeman was either my second or third pick. He's the best first baseman in the game, in my opinion, at least. So I got him as early as I could. He's consistent. He's not going to have a down year. He's just a stud. Now, moving on to Walker Bueller, who I also don't remember if I drafted second or third. Walker Bueller's a stud. Last year, he put up great numbers. He has so much potential, such a high upside. I had to choose him. I had to. And now, at this point, let's say it's the third round, because I think it was the third round, most of the huge name pitchers were already gone. DeGrom was gone, Garrett Cole was gone. Max Scherzer was gone. Steven Strasburg was gone. So of the remaining pitchers at the time, I thought Walker Buehler had the highest upside out of all the rest of the pitchers. And as I go through the rest of my team, you'll be able to tell that I definitely prioritized hitting over pitching, which as a Rays fan is kind of weird, but I'll explain to you why in just a minute. So moving on to my number four pick, I believe it was Fernando Tatis Jr., who now looking back on it, I don't know how I got so lucky to get him in the fourth round, but I did. Right now, he's candidate for MVP, he's unbelievable, he's a stud. He's another guy that had such a high upside, I had to take him when I could. At this point, Lindor was already gone, Trevor Story was already gone, and he would. he's my number three behind them. So I'm very happy with my Fernando Tatis Jr. pick, I got lucky with that one. So I believe my next pick was my catcher, I got JT Real Muto, because like I said with Freddie Freeman and Nolan Arenado, my goal is to get the best player at each position and JT Romito is the best catcher in all of baseball. A catcher was something I knew I needed to get early on because let's just be honest, there's not a lot of great catchers in the games, especially offensively. I don't think there's really much to explain about that pick. All the catchers were available. I chose the best one. Let's move on. I believe my next pick was Nelson Cruz for my DH, and I was very happy with this pick. I knew I either wanted him or JD Martinez, and I think JD Martinez went just a few before it was my turn to draft, So, Nelson Cruz was right there waiting for me. And honestly, looking back on it, I feel like I probably could have even waited another round or two until I drafted him because I feel like Nelson Cruz is very slept on. I don't think people realize how good of a hitter he is, even for his age. He's a stud. So, honestly, my Nelson Cruz pick is probably one of my favorites. He's done great so far for me this season. Hopefully, he can keep it up. My next pick is similar to my Nolan Arenado pick, where I went with my heart more than my head. But also at the same time, just like with Walker Buehler, this player has upside. Tyler Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow is my second pitcher that I got. Like I said, all the big namers were gone. And of the pitchers remaining, Tyler Glasnow not only seemed like the best option, but I love him. Obviously, he hasn't pitched to the level we were expecting so far this season, but there's a lot of games left. He'll figure it out. Tyle Snyder will whip him back into place. He's good. I'm happy with my picks, though. It was at this point in the draft where I realized I don't have any outfielders yet. I kind of neglected my outfielders, but luckily for me, it's been working out great. My first outfielder that I got was Joey Gallo. And when you think about all the amazing outfielders that are in the game, you might be surprised that Joey Gallo is the best one I got. But he's been doing great so far this year. He's a great player. He's a great hitter, which is really what you need in fantasy. So I'm happy with my pick. It works for my team, and it's it's been good. Next, I think I went for my third starting pitcher, which was Chris Paddock. And as you can tell with the pitchers that I've mentioned so far, I've got a lot of young talent. So similar to Bueller and now, Chris Paddock might not be the safest pick, but there really is no ceiling to how good he could be. At this point, I have no idea who I drafted next, so I'm just going to kind of go in order of who I haven't mentioned yet. When I drafted my team, I had Keston Hira as my starting second baseman, but due to Brandon Lau's little hot streak, he's been playing a lot more. By the way, I also drafted Brandon Lau, if you didn't make that connection. I have Brandon Lau, Keston Hira. And they've both been doing good so far this year. Next, I have two Chicago White Sox. Actually, I have three Chicago White Sox, but two infielders, Tim Anderson and Juan Moncada. And Tim Anderson was a late steal. I don't remember what round it was. It was towards the end, though, and no one had picked him up yet. So I snatched him up. And he's been doing so good so far this year. He got hurt towards the beginning, but ever since he's been back, dude, he's been raking. And then, like I said, I also got Moncada, who I don't really think needs an explanation for that. Very underrated, in my opinion. Great player. The third Chicago White Sox that I got is Luis Robert, which was a little bit of a gamble, considering that prior to this year, he'd never played a game in the big leagues. But luckily, he's lived up to the hype so far. He's my rookie of the year pick. Let's hope he can continue throughout the rest of the season. My other outfielder that I got was Michael Brantley. He's the only Astro on my team. And it pains me that I even have an Astro, but he wasn't on the 2017 team, so it's not as bad. But he was honestly just the best outfielder that was left, and he's a good player. He helps the team, but he's hurt right now, so that kind of sucks. So hopefully he gets back soon. Now, my last two outfielders were very late picks. I have David Dahl as one of my outfielders. He's kind of similar to Michael Brantley, just in later rounds no particular reason why i chose him he was just the best of what was available and then my other outfielder was yoshi tsutsugo who i'm a race fan so i had to choose him he was one of my last picks because i knew no one else was going to choose him because who, who else would even know about him so i chose yoshi he hasn't lived up to the expectations yet he'll figure it out though big fan of that guy those are my infielders and outfielders that's my offense basically I think it's pretty good. My infield is as elite as it gets. My outfield could use some work. Joey Gallo and Luis Schreiber have been unbelievable, though. Nelson Cruz is awesome. Honestly, there's not much I would change about my current offense. Oh, yeah, I also forgot to mention my two other players on the bench, Salvador Perez and Joey Votto. Salvador Perez, I just really like. He's a good dude. I like him. Good player. Joey Votto, same thing. He's a a player, man. And the fact that he's my backup first baseman says a lot about Freddie Freeman, but I try to switch them out a lot. Both are great. Both produce at the plate. So Joey Votto, it's a shame he's on the bench, but I make sure he gets his playing time because he produces. Now let's dive into pitching. I feel like compared to most fantasy teams, I have a lot more starting pitchers than most teams do, and it originally didn't start off that way. So let me explain. I'm just going to go ahead and name off the rest of my pitchers and then I'll talk more about each one individually. So I've got Zach Wheeler, Ryan Yarbrough, Zach Plesac, Dallas Keuchel, and Ross Stripling. Now these pitchers are a lot different than the ones I originally drafted and here's why. Originally the first reliever I got was Ken Giles. Ken Giles is hurt and he's been hurt for a while so I dropped him. Nick Anderson is my other reliever, actually now he's my only reliever but He's, in my opinion, he's a top three reliever in the game. I never feel stressed when he's in. He's unbelievable. Of course, I have a raised bias, but watching him every time he pitches, he's unbelievable. Zach Wheeler I got. I just felt like it was another safe pick. It's a good starting pitcher. Not really much to explain there. Same with Dallas Keuchel. Pretty easy pick. Sack, please sack pick. Kind of hurts now after getting optioned and just all the drama on the team. Ross Stripling was a late pick. I think I switched him out for Ken Giles. I don't really remember. I don't remember what I did. Oh, no, actually, hold on. I totally forgot this. Shohei Otani was one of my pitchers, and he's not pitching the rest of the year. He had a horrible start and then got hurt. It's not pitching for the rest of the year, so I switched him and Ross Stripling. I don't know how I like it so far. I don't know how I feel about Ross Stripling, but... There's not that many good starting pitchers in the game that I haven't been taken at this point, so I'm kind of working with what I got. So now I want to talk about what I said earlier about focusing more on my offense than my pitching, and here's why. I'm really gonna dive into my raise bias here, but I think it was a pretty good strategy going in. I knew that most of the people I was drafting against weren't gonna know the race pitching staff. You know Charlie Morin, you know Blake Snell, and you know Tyler Glass now. But other than that, There's no real big names on our pitching staff. So my strategy going into it was, if when it's my turn to pick my pitchers, if all the big names are gone, let me just look at the Rays pitching staff and I'll pick from there because the Rays have one of the best pitching staffs top to bottom in all of baseball. Now, the only downside to that would be choosing Rays relievers since there's so many of them that they go to on a regular basis that it's hard to say if they'd get consistent pitching time or if they would pitch often enough to earn me some points. But with that being said, I only ended up taking three raised pitchers on my team. So I didn't have to completely dive into the raised bullpen like I kind of expected to. But it worked out. My team's doing good so far. I'm 2-1. I lost last week. But so far, I'm leading this week. Things are looking good. Tyler Glassnacht pitches tomorrow. Hopefully, he has a better day. I'm excited. I love my team. Offensively... We've been ridiculous. Tim Anderson's been ridiculous. Nelson Cruz has been ridiculous. Brandon Lau's been crazy. Very happy with the production coming out of my lineup. So that's all I really wanted to discuss about my fantasy team. I pretty much covered everything. The Otani being out for the year, pitching-wise at least, really sucked. Especially not even him being out, but just him starting off so horribly. Really hurt me. I was expecting big things, but you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Stuff like that's gonna happen, we'll be good. Not worried about it. If Nolan can get hot, imagine an infield, Freddie Freeman, Brandon Lau, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Nolan Arenado. That's ridiculous. Tim Anderson and Yohan Mankata, that's ridiculous. My infield's unbelievable. Let's it's unbelievable. So I think that's really all I had planned for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about my team. My stack team, should I say. But I think next episode, I'm going to talk about a bunch of little topics because there's been a lot going on in the game recently. So make sure to tune in next time if you want to hear my takes on some hot topics and some controversy around the league. We're going to be diving into all of it. So make sure to come back next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you had a great time and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Actually, let's let Nolan take us out.